Hey guys, it is, uh, it's really fun to be with you. Um, my sure. name is John and what's that? For sure. It's, For sure, yeah. It's really uh, fun to be here. John and Pam. And so uh, I think from the years about 2008 till about 2015, we sat right there uh, every single week. And uh, we were uh, Ryan and Susan. Uh, way back when, and then there was Susan, and so this is like, this is like coming home, and it's really, really fun uh, to be with you guys, and uh, congrats on, uh, you know, um, kind of braving the weather. I don't know if it's bad out there, but it sounded like the end of the world was coming uh, about noon, and so you guys made it, uh, and so really, really encouraged. So tonight, we want to talk about intentional pursuit and how we can do that. We're around um, Valentine's Day. Uh, just real quick, our family uh, over here on the left, uh, we've got two in college, two uh, at home, I love these guys. Have we've had such a rich uh, run and uh, and so fun. And so we're now kind of launching them. We're two and a half years away from empty nest, which is mind blowing. Uh, and then on the right is our COVID mistake. Um, and so everybody has things that they did during COVID that they regret. And uh, our his name was before we got him. His name was Bender. And uh, and so this this Halloween, Pam had nobody to dress up anymore. And so poor Bender was the uh, lucky <laughs> lucky recipient. Stingray. So yeah, he was a stingray. Uh, so <laughs> love it. All right, let me see if I can get this to work. Okay, we'll try. We will keep trying. Go. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, like John said, um, we we do want to talk about just intentional pursuit and just have a little bit of fun tonight and just um, the way that we do that in our marriage, the way we've seen some ways that we haven't done well, but just really give you all lots of hope and kind of maybe some ideas. So, have the pens ready. Um, just some practical things, the way that we can apply it. But we do want to just kind of start with introducing the idea of just intentional pursuing each other. So, um, there's a book called Date Your Wife, and Justin Bezard talks about this is kind of the way that most people approach marriage, get, get into marriage. You find a girl you like. You get that girl to like you back. You impress the girl until she becomes your girlfriend and wants to marry you. Then you relax. Share a home, bills, conflict, kids. You just kind of trudge through. Um, And that's the way it oftentimes looks. But I love this quote from him. And so the most rebellious countercultural thing you could do in our culture is to be happily married till death do us part. And so the idea that marriage is to be enjoyed is not just an idea, but we believe it's really true, um, that marriage is to be enjoyed. Yeah, it's awesome. So uh, that is, I think on your notes, we're going to try this one more, Dave, and then I may ask you to drive here. Uh, marriage to be enjoyed. Here's, here is a, uh, here's a great verse uh, here. Okay, great. So uh, Ecclesiastes 9.9, endure life with your wife all the days of your miserable life that he has given you under the hot sun. Isn't that a great verse? Um, <laughs> <clears throat> the deep, profound. Yeah, actually, this is uh, this is how it's supposed to read uh, here. So, okay, this is uh, this is in your Bible. This is what it really says. We we talk a lot of times like that's the way it reads. Um, but Ecclesiastes nine nine says, "Enjoy life with the wife whom you love all the days of your." It's really short, short life um, that He has given you under the sun. We are, we are to by God's design enjoy our marriage. And there's, there's seasons we, we won't as much, and there'll be things that, um, uh, that don't go the way that we wished uh, they would. Uh, but we are, by God's design, to enjoy uh, our spouse. And so the way that we do that, um, and we would just propose to you tonight, is just to be intentional. Um, so this is a great definition. Intentionality is acting in a way that is selfless and marked with purpose. Your actions are both planned and chosen with intent. So intentionality, again, it's acting in a way that's selfless and just has purpose to it. And so your actions have intent and kind of some planning behind them. You're not just willy-nilly going through life, but you're intentionally, um, in a selfless way, living kind of your actions and your intent. Um, and so what does it look like? We're going to talk about some ways that it looks like to be intentional in your marriage. So the first um, one, so oh, sorry, guys. 
It's like just like old times. So yeah, notorious, totally. like for years. I would always botch the uh, uh, the microphone. So it's really fun to be back. I feel right at home uh, here. <clears throat> so uh, the fir- first way uh, is just to honor one another. And so Pam kind of already alluded to that, just the way that we discard uh, each other once we get uh, kind of get going. I thought a lot about uh, today, our very first car that we had. Uh, we we, we uh, bought this Honda Accord. We were dinks at the time, and uh, we had more money than cents. We saved it all up, and we got bought this brand new Honda. wrote a Honda, check for it. Wrote a wrote check, a check for, for Honda, which has never happened awesome. since. Yeah. Not even close. Um, but uh, we did then, and we drove it off the lot. And I remember every single week washing that car. Everything, and not just like the car, but down like all the cracks, you know, on the along the door. And I would get out there, and I would make sure, literally, that I could step back and not see a single speck of dirt. We had that car for 20 years, and toward the end, you know, with, with kids, there was just unidentified stuff ground into uh, the carpets. You know, some some of the door locks didn't work because you drive up with kids, and they start pulling immediately before you unlock the door, so you couldn't get in uh, one, you know, one side. And we just kind of let it go. Right? We let it go, and it was the same car. We just treated it differently. And unfortunately, I think a lot of times that is how we uh, view our spouse. We did some really amazing things to honor them initially, honor the relationship. And then like that 20-year-old car, we just let it go. It's not the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, And so that verse, um, just let marriage be held um, in honor among all and let the marriage bed be undefiled for God will judge the sexually immoral and the adulterous. So just that, that piece of honor, it's just being held kind of in high regard. Um, And so the second way just to be intentional is to prioritize um, the relationship. And so just thinking about, y'all know what a priority is, just something that comes first and just that intent and that thought behind it. And so we know in Genesis, um, that the man was told to leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife and become one flesh. And so the priority of that relationship, it doesn't mean to disregard. It doesn't mean, um, to just kind of forget everybody else and everything else. Um, so we still honor our family. There's things that are important, our kids, but there's one relationship on the face of the earth that is the most important. And, um, just putting that first is kind of the priority. Yep. Next thing we do is just that we are purposeful uh, purposely pr- uh, pursue each other. And so when you see something that uh, is beautiful or amazing or whatever, you know there was purpose uh, kind of behind that. And uh, many, many years ago, um, Pam and I were in uh, Vancouver Island, if you've ever uh, been up there. And so the place you go to see is this, um, these gardens called Bouchard Gardens, which just not a flower guy, but it was, it was pretty awesome. Uh, and we're driving around with some friends. And um, we, you know, are kind of in the car. We're looking for something. I don't even know what we were looking for. But all of a sudden, uh, I stopped the car uh, because often my left literally was the most, uh, and it was just a home, but it was the most beautiful garden like I'd ever seen in my life. And so they're all talking and looking at maps and things like that. And I just put the car in, uh, in park right in the middle of the road and we just walked right up to this garden and was just like, what? I'd, I'd never seen anything like that in a, you know, in a residence. And, uh, and so pretty soon they saw it and they came out and we were just taking this all in. And, um, and the people came out and they walked us around. They said, do you want to see our, our garden? I was like, well, sure. And so we, we walked around and it was crazy the amount of purpose they had put into uh, that garden. And they walked around and I don't even, I don't even know what they were talking about, but they would do, they would have different types of soil for different types of, um, you know, different type of plants. And they would, they would talked about how they had moved, moved this one like three feet down because of the, the shade right at three o'clock, you know, was more conducive to this one. Mm-hmm. And it was spectacular. Yeah. 
And no one thought for a second that that happened by accident. You knew that uh, those people had been really, really, really purposeful. And, um, and so they ask us, hey, well, tell us about your garden. They're like, who's <laughs> They're, taking care who's of your that's, garden? That's what it was. Who's <laughs> taking care of your garden? I'm like, uh, nobody. <laughs> you know, and, and if uh, you saw it, you would know. Yeah, and it looked exactly, it reflected <laughs> the amount of purpose we had put in our garden. Theirs <laughs> reflected the amount that they had put uh, in theirs. And so uh, I think, you know, a lot of times we want something really beautiful and something that uh, is, is life-giving. Well, it, it, it's, it's, it's there oftentimes for the taking uh, if we're purposeful, but it won't, it won't happen uh, by accident. Um, so just the thought, in order to, or do we have this verse? Yeah, yeah uh, Philippians 2, 3, and 4. Best marriage verse. One best. Of great, yeah, one of the most amazing marriage verses in there. <laughs> the do Bible. nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility, consider others as more important than yourself. And you do that over, for us, mm-hmm. 25 years, um, then you end up kind of liking your garden, and uh, you end up uh, enjoying it most days. Yeah. Most days. Most days. Yeah, yeah. great. <laughs> um, in order to um, intentionally pursue each other, um, we've got to get rid of the foxes. So Song of Solomon 2.15, catch the foxes for us, the little foxes that spoil the vineyards. Okay, what does that have to do with anything? And so really, if you think about a little fox um, in this huge vineyard, but there really is truth behind these foxes, and I haven't done much research, but I read a little bit. I mean, they kind of get down in the root system, and just a few little foxes can completely destroy this huge crop, this huge vineyard. And um, this is talking about just those little things in your marriage that you think are small and you think are kind of not a big deal, but just left unchecked, they can completely destroy your marriage. And so that's a big deal to kind of get those foxes taken care of. And so we want to talk about what are some foxes. Yeah. And you guys think as you're thinking about your, for yourself and your spouse and your relationship, what are some things that are feel little, but when you think about it, left unchecked could really do some damage. Yeah. So if you guys remember that, uh, what, what did the fox say? So oh uh, what are some of the foxes that you should catch? Okay, the first one is social media uh, and technology. And so uh, we know, man, that our brains are now devolving. Uh, you know, we ha- we've got the attention span, uh, by some studies, uh, of a goldfish, uh, right? We just can't. We are, Our brains are completely fractured, and all we do is to sit there and scroll and wait for the next dopamine hit. Um, uh, which is great for advertisers, it's great for marketers, it's great for social media influencers. It turns out it's really lousy uh, for your marriage to sit there and, and scroll uh, all day. And, uh, and so the, the category could be inattention, right? Just kind of not paying attention to your spouse. I saw this great um, little square on social media the other day, and, uh, and it said, uh, my wife just walked in and said, um, you, she, my wife walked in and just yelled, you're just not listening. And I thought, I mean, that's a really weird way to start a conversation, <laughs> you know, which is to say she had been ignoring her the whole time, and that was the first words uh, that he had heard. And um, so I, I think a lot of times we don't, uh, oftentimes it bugs us when other people uh, are spending too much time on social media. We don't, I don't uh, realize how much time I spend on my phone, you know, and Pam will say, it's been 15 minutes. I'm like, there's just no way, you know, it's just been like seconds. And she's like, no, you were there 15 minutes scrolling. And uh, that does not, that does not facilitate uh, intentional pursuit of my, of my wife, right? And so there's times, um, but I think all of us, uh, we should probably get um, our weekly usage report. I don't know if, when that comes out, if it's universal, but mine comes out every week in church. So nine o'clock service, about 9.30. Is that when, is that, is that just me? Oh, that's everybody. Every, is that everybody? Yeah, and so I just like, boom, and it's like, it's, what a great tell, you know? I was like, how was your week? And I can tell how much time I've spent uh, on my phone, and uh, it needs to be trending down uh, and to the right. Uh, that is one of the foxes. It seems so little, right? An iPhone is only, what, probably eight inches, and, uh, and it can really, really kill your marriage. 
Yeah, so another one is schedule and busyness. So whether it's Dallas or it doesn't have to be a big metroplex, you know, um, town, just our life is busy, our schedule is busy. And so someone or something is going to always get cheated. And so you just want to make sure it's not your spouse. And so as you just are intent and purposeful, um, just being careful with the schedule and with the busyness, you know, carving out time, like scheduling romance, scheduling a date, it's not... It's not, the bad, it's not a bad thing. It's not unromantic to plan a date, to schedule time together, because that's oftentimes what has to happen, um, just to even have a conversation or a date or just some time, some intimacy. Um, and so just being aware of how busy um, and scheduled we are. Yep. Which, what gets scheduled gets done, right? right? Or you tend yep. to show up. Uh, another one we don't talk a lot about, I think, as Christians, is just boredom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave Carter wrote a book uh, called Close Calls, and he talked about why and how people have an affair, uh, and then also kind of how to come back from it. But he just talked about that one of the kind of predictions of, uh, of an affair was just simply boredom. Right? People were just kind of sitting around. They did nothing new. Uh, there was nothing that was kind of exciting or nothing that they were, they were growing in any kind of way. And so they just thought, you know what? What the heck? I'll have an affair. And it was obviously, it's not an excuse, but that is like one, a, a pathway. And, and even, you know, um, before an affair is just uh, the lack of the oneness that God uh, had for us, the lack of enjoying the marriage, enjoying the wife of our youth uh, will happen when we're not doing things that are uh, creative. We'll give you a couple ideas uh, tonight, but a lot of us were super, super creative uh, when, we, when we dated, right? We know, we know how to do this. Uh, we just haven't. And so it's really funny. Up in our attic, we've got, or up in our uh, closet, we've got these, uh, these letters uh, that we wrote each other when we were dating and, and then married and things like that. And you can kind of, you could stack them up, you know, by year. And so this is like the first year uh, that we dated. And then the second, and then the third, and the fourth. And then it's like we got married, and here's like, you know, uh, cards at, at um, you know, birthday and anniversary and stuff like that, you know. And I just, I mean, that's a pretty damning uh, picture of, you know, of pursuit. Um, so, but we, we knew, we know how to do that. Right? We know how to just uh, take some time and go, you know what, what would it look like to show up and not uh, and do something unique or something different or serve them in a, in a different way uh, so that we don't just end up uh, completely, uh, completely bored. Yeah. Um, so others and hobbies. And so we know this. We've all kind of heard like the golfing and the hunting and the shop, whatever it is. Um, I think for us, it has been others. For me specifically, it has been um, the kids. And so we have four kids. If you guys have kids or, you know, um, other people that you're taking care of that are important in your life, um, it's super easy to give your best energy, especially to kids, um, because they do take the bigger amount of time. But it's just super easy to kind of give that away to them, and then you're kind of done. Um, and, and even now, I thought as they were younger, it would be past that. But even now, as just r- kind of riding some of the um, emotional roller coaster with our teenage daughter, and instead of just kind of setting that aside and focusing um, on John first, you know, getting with her, but then focusing on him first. And so I think that others... Um, has definitely been a thing for us, specifically yep. kids. Yeah, your spouse is the most important uh, yep. person and thing in your life outside right. of Christ, and yep. uh, they should know that, okay? Yep. Um, the last one, uh, uh, yeah, just kind of complacency or um, we have lack of energy as well. Yeah, so um, I think it goes right along with, with boredom, just kind of sliding in. We're a little complacent. Uh, you know, we take, we take uh, you know, we used to get dressed up uh, for dates and you come out, you know, you're wearing sweats or whatever and uh, people, are we going to work out? Are we going out to dinner? <laughs> like what, what's going on, right? Uh, that, that whole scene and we know what complacency looked like. Here, here's one that Pam and I are kind of uh, dealing with right now. And so I don't know if you've had this, but it's date night, Friday night, and you go rolling in and uh, you, know, you sit down and both of you just go, man, I am whipped. I am so tired. 
uh, could we just like, you know, maybe we can even get our food to go and we'll go, we'll call it a, a quick night. Right. You know, and we just say we, we were on a date. We could, we could totally say that, but, uh, man, let's just wrap this thing up. Right. We've all kind of been there. That's extreme, but, uh, sometimes that's how I, that's how I, I felt. And so for us, um, we'll tell you about our date night, um, kind of plan this year, but one, one of our rules is that you have to treat uh, date night like you would a major presentation the next day. So if you were, if you were gonna pitch business, uh, if you were going to uh, propose a strategic plan or whatever it was, uh, you would go to bed early the night before, right? You would even, most of us, as we get older, we'd even be careful about what we ate, right? Because we wanna show up and we wanna be our absolute best. And so oftentimes we just show up on Friday just kind of, I'm beat. And so that's, that's been the rule. You show up uh, on date night uh, as if you're making a major presentation. It's been, it's been really, uh, really, really fun. And um, no one wants to be on the other side of fatigue and lack of energy, right? Everyone wants to go, man, I'm so excited to be with you. That's who, that's who you, want to, you would want uh, to show up. So show up that way uh, for your spouse. Not, not all, and you can't do it all the time, of course. Yes. Um, but, uh, but make sure there are times that you do do that, okay? Yeah, so think about you guys that maybe a conversation first for yourself and then just with your spouse. What are some of the foxes um, that we just kind of want to name and then just think about how we can take those down um, in our relationship. So a couple other things where it gets real practical. Why do we date? Um, and so I love Romans 12 too. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So we date because as believers, we are different than the world. The world would just slide in and just kind of do this thing, do this thing. And then we would just be that count, back to that quote at the beginning, that we would just be different because the way we date and the way we're married shows a picture to the world of the way Christ loves his church. And so we date um, to keep this done well because we want to be countercultural, because we want to honor each other, prioritize each other. Um, so that's why we put this intentionality into yep. it. That's what, that's what pursuit can look like. So, yeah. so th- that's um, why then uh, how, how do we do that, right? How, how does that look for us? And here's, here's what's great. Uh, it's, it's just going to look different for everybody. Right? It's just going to look different for everybody. And that, that's okay. You, like, you know, the phrase, you do you. Um, and so some of the things that I can, I can think back to that Pam and I have done that we've uh, had a lot of fun. Uh, I remember uh, one time grabbing a magazine that was, you know, uh, like a cooking magazine. And we both go, that looks amazing. And so we, we went and got, gathered all the ingredients. We put the kids down. And we spent like two hours uh, just cooking. And it was, it was some kind of lamb, something or other that was just, I mean, it was off the chain. It was so good. And we had so much, uh, so much fun uh, cooking. When our kids were little, um, a lot of times, <clears throat> you know, we didn't, we didn't, lack of energy. Um, we, that was, that was us. And, and lack of money. <laughs> and lack of money. For sure. <laughs> and lack of a lot of things. Yeah. And, uh, and, and we, uh, we would just go to some place like Central Market or something like that where we could kind of get this dinner for two and put it in. They still uh, have dinners for two? At I, th- I think they do. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. But there was something, I don't know what it was, but if you've got little kids, you would understand. It was something about like, we don't have to do anything. <laughs> we don't have to measure anything or cook anything. And it was just, I remember it being such a treat. And so every Monday night, uh, we would get together and we would, uh, we would have, you know, central market, uh, dinner for two, and we would just be together and we would play yeah. games and things like that. We couldn't afford a babysitter. And so that's, that's what we did. And we just made sure that we were uh, connecting at that point, at that moment, uh, in a way that made sense uh, to us and to our family. Uh, we've had a lot of fun looking at, um, sites like, um, uh, Dallas Morning News. I think they still do it. Guide Live. They'll tell you kind of what's going on uh, this weekend. Uh, Travel Zoo. 
uh, we'll have um, coupons and uh, and things like that. Uh, Groupon, and so we yeah. we were, we are sucker uh, for a coupon. And there used to be uh, the book. Do you remember the name of the book? Um, it's like really like what to do in Dallas. Well, that one, and then that also there mean? was like oh, the, 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 the you used to buy the oh the, no 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 yes the book of coupons. Y'all remember that? The entertainment book, yeah. And so we, book. we would buy that, that other book. and we would we would literally drive around yeah. and just you know I'd drive like I'd drive 45 minutes to, to save, save 50 totally. cents, right? Yeah. You know, and uh, <laughs> and we would just throw us in places that um, that would you know we wouldn't be otherwise. I, I like like it was yesterday. I remember uh, driving down to Deep Ellum. Oh. We were new to Dallas. We didn't even know what Deep Ellum was, and so and we were it was in a minivan. And it was very different. Set the scene. It's very different back then, <laughs> and uh, so we walk in with our coupon, and uh, I'm gonna buy my wife a piece of pie or something like that. And literally, we walk in, and lady goes, "You guys aren't from around here, are you?" <laughs> it's like was it the mom and dad clothes or the minivan that gave it away? But yeah, no, we weren't here to get our tattoo. Yeah. yeah, we were. Uh, we were here to get our 50 cents off on our on our free pie. Um, so those uh, those can be uh, a lot of fun. Um, I, uh, an idea is to kind of create like a, a jar of things that you mm -hmm. you would like to do, right? So you write five, your spouse uh, writes five, and then on date night, you just draw one out. There's something about just kind of the novelty and the anticipation uh, that you can do that. Uh, the same thing uh, for sex. You can put kind of sexual ideas, and you could have two. Um, you could knock out two different things at night uh, if you wanted to. Lo <laughs> loads of fun. Don't uh, You don't need to give a testimonial. Just have fun, okay? Yeah. Um, one of the couples in our foundation yep. group, they are doing 50 hikes in, um, in 52 weeks. And so uh, around Dallas. And Who so knew there were 50 hikes in Dallas? We don't know. We, we'll, we'll find out. Uh, but yeah, so every, every, uh, every week they'll take a hike or two and they'll, uh, they'll throw something up uh, on Instagram and just talk about, yep. you know, conversations that they had and things like that. And yep. so, and that's one of the things I would say is like, <clears throat> so oftentimes now we're preconditioned to have experiences solely for the photo op. And, um, and, and you can, you, I mean, listen, if you have a great time and you want to, social media is your deal, that's, that's great. But I, I would just get uh, out of the habit of thinking like, I mean, we've got to have this experience that we can tell everybody about and we've got to, uh, we've got to show that we're happy. You're, like, you're not smiling enough. Smile more, smile more, turn there. You know, that's not a date. It's a photo op, okay? And uh, just make sure that you're, you're with each other and don't, who, who cares? Who cares uh, what other people think uh, about your marriage, okay? Um, sometimes we have done, we've taken like a theme uh, each year uh, in our dating. And so one year uh, we did kind of like uh, things in Dallas. We, we, we Basically what would happen is we were driving around and we'd go like, we should do that someday. That's something we should do, but we would never we would never do it. And so we picked, you know, I think it was about 12 things that always kind of came up uh, by that. You know, we were driving by, and so we just did, like, the, we should do that um, someday. We did those dates. Uh, the gondola then, rides in Las Colinas, that was one which, of them? Which I totally don't recommend. Yeah. I don't recommend. Well, you could do it. No, I mean, you have, you have a great time. Yes. You'll have a great time. You, you should go do the gondola rides, okay? <laughs> Uh, I felt like I wasted my money, but we did it. You know, that was that was totally the fun. Was like, well, we should do that someday. Well, all right, we we did that, um, and so it was it was those kind of things. Another year, uh, and we would just do those once a month. And another another year, we did um, like learning dates, and we would do stuff where we could kind of do uh, hands-on uh, stuff. It's been a while, but I, what are you laughing about? No, I just am kicking myself. I was halfway here from home today, and I should have turned around and gotten the pottery that we made at our pottery class. Yes, because you guys would have had a good laugh. Mine was from that. Yes, yeah. mine was. I didn't say whose pottery. <laughs> I said I Mine's gotten... one of ours is displayed. I'll say that. Uh, and so we had pottery. We had pottery. Glass we're blowing slingers. and stuff like that. So that was and really we're fun. we're glass blowers. So. Um, yeah, that's right. Yes. We blow glass. Actually, if you've ever blown glass, I was under the mistaken 
uh, impression that it would actually have something to do with the process. And you just sit there, and the guy, the guy does all of it. And he just goes blow. Yeah. <laughs> so <you> just, <laughs> it's like you're yeah, like it, uh, it was very, it was fun the finished product, but I was not it's involved. Beautiful finished it's, product. We do display. Yeah. I was not involved Unlike in the process. The I was I was deceived. Yes. Um, what else? Um, uh, you know, I, uh, we've not done this, but I was thinking uh, we every year or many years we put together a Lego set with our kids, um, and so over like Christmas. over Christmas, and um, and that, that would be I mean that would be a really fun long project uh, to put together. Kids, you can't touch it. This is mom and dad's, and uh, you know, or a puzzle, and uh, and so sometimes we'll buy them buy them on sale and then sell them on eBay back because I just don't want to be out you know any money. I want to go net net neutral and have an experience. <laughs> so you can do that if you're savvy. Uh, if you got more money than time, don't. Just buy it and uh, give it away uh, when you're done, okay? Um, and so this year, uh, this year, this is kind of fun. Uh, we have said, so back to the kind of the energy and attention and things like that. Um, we have kind of set aside um, one day, uh, one night a month that's a little bit kind of like our sacred date time. Now, we'll go and, you know, we'll end up in the car together running errands or we'll go grab dinner. There'll be some, you know, sometime during the week where we'll have no kids. Oftentimes it's Wednesday night and, uh, and we'll be together. So, like, it's not the only time we're going to see each other, but that's when we're going to show up at our best. And so uh, the rules are, I mentioned one of them, uh, you treat date night like a major presentation, so you come up rested and ready to go, fully energized. Uh, second is there's no, uh, no conflict uh, that night, and so if we've got conflict, like if you're mad, like you've got to deal with that the day before or the day after, but we don't, we don't roll into date night going, finally, I've got your attention, and I'm going to let you uh, know how much uh, I'm frustrated at you. That We don't do that uh, on that night. It's, uh, it is, uh, it's sacred. Uh, we have no cell phones, no laptops, no nothing uh, are open during that time, and it starts at 5 o'clock. So I have to hustle home uh, and shut it all down. And so like, my day is done. It's 5 o'clock. Everything uh, is shut off, and we are just together. Right? We're just 100% uh, together, which uh, so we, this was our first time was last month. Honestly, which was a little harder than I thought uh, to be with someone uh, for I think it was probably six hours and with with no no interruptions whatsoever. You know, I was like, man, what are we going to talk about? You know, and, and I can't. I, like, I wonder what's going. I need something. I need some connection to the outside world. Yeah. You know, what's happened in the last thirty minutes? And uh, and so, uh, but it, it was it was really awesome. And so we are we are together from five. Uh, until uh, until bedtime, and so we don't do anything else. We don't then go home and uh, and work or catch up on emails or anything like that. We just uh, go to bed together. Uh, we can you can uh, bring a gift uh, if you want. If you want to give a gift uh, that night, uh, you can. So anything else uh, that we were saying? Yeah, and then just sometimes um, that would be longer. So I mean, just how often you want me to go into that? Like just how often? Something that's yeah. been really helpful as we think about that, and then think about even this week and what we're doing. So we. Um, I love this divert daily. And so just trying to at some point intentionally, and this is going back to the schedule and the prioritizing, is making sure that we just daily just connect the two of us, yep. whether that's a conversation during the day, whether it's some text, whether it's, um, hey, we're going to sit down here um, after the kids are doing homework or kids are in bed or whatever, just um, divert daily, just the two of us. Um, lots of walks during COVID, so that's, that was good. Mm-hmm. Um, withdraw weekly. And so whatever, again, what that looks like. So it's looked like um, for sure once a month there are longer date nights, but, you know, running errands. Last night we went to see one of our kids do something at school, and so we had that time in the car. And so um, just some of that. And then abandon annually. And um, so that looks like um, just something to put invest in us. And so bigger trips, you know, for 
20 years we'd, we'd saved up and we went to Iceland and spent a week just kind of hiking and being together there. Um, I think 21, we just went to a, went to a hotel in Frisco. And so it just kind <laughs> of looks lady. like different, but um, annually just really taking time to prioritize. Well, I remember, yeah, I remember like early on in our marriage, it was a, it was a priority to us. We we're going to get make sure we get away or more just be alone away from the kids uh, once yeah, a year. Yeah. And so I remember just going, we've got this much money uh, for two nights and we'd hit Priceline. I don't even, does Priceline still, is that still a thing? I don't even know, but we would say, you know, we can spend whatever it was. We can spend $35 uh, for two nights, you know, and we're going to blow this thing out. And uh, and you press the button and you, <laughs> yeah, and you totally. don't know where you're going to stay and, you know, if it's going to be safe or if you're going to get shot. And, uh, and, uh, and, but it was, it didn't matter. We just wanted to make sure that on our calendar was some time that we could be together and alone for an extended period of time. So if that works uh, for you, uh, that's been uh, really, really helpful for us. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that's just, yeah, that's, so those are just some ideas. As you guys are living life together in community, what that looks like with small groups here or just other people here in the church or other friends outside of the church, ask people questions, give each other ideas, like just help brainstorm with each other as you get more creative, um, as you put some effort into it. And so those are just a few ideas you can take, but yeah. just the intentionality of being together makes it worth it, makes it fun, yeah. and we can attest to that for yeah. sure. Yeah, and a lot of times, you know, listen, I know that the thought of spending intentional time with the person you're sitting next to for some of you is just like beyond you. I get it. But it doesn't mean that we shouldn't uh, talk about kind of God's design and at least hold out hope for what uh, could be and kind of honor a marriage in that way. Okay. So we want to be super sensitive to where everyone is, but also want to hold out uh, an, an ideal that I think that all of us could chase. And it's decidedly Christian, again, to enjoy, uh, enjoy life with your wife. To rejoice, or, yeah, to, to uh, rejoice in the wife of your youth, right? That that is what God designed. Will it be hard? Absolutely, absolutely, it will be hard. And Paul was keenly aware of that. He said, "Man, I, I think some of you guys should stay uh, stay single because uh, it's hard, right? You know, those who marry will have trouble. It's going to be hard. Um, and uh, and you could focus on God solely if you're not married. So all that is true, but it's still supposed to be good." And that's where we should be, uh, by God's grace, uh, training. I love this Martin Luther uh, quote. Uh, let the wife make the husband glad to come home and let him uh, make her sorry to see him leave. If you remember, Martin Luther was a monk, and he married a nun during the Protestant Reformation. You know, uh, They were Catholic. They couldn't marry. Then they got married. It's really a beautiful love story. And uh, Martin Luther was a pretty interesting guy. And uh, just... Uh, this is not in the notes, but just so you know, uh, he had a lot of flatulence, and so he loved his wife so much that he actually bought a new mattress before he brought her in uh, into the home. And so the stalwart of the faith was just showing uh, deference to that intentionality. Right so uh, all this to say, guys, it will it will take intentionality. Uh, great marriages don't happen by accident. That garden in Vancouver, um, the garden in front of our house, the little flower beds in front of our house, uh, several years ago, I, I got the kids in front of our house. And I said, hey guys, we're going to win yard of the month. And you laughed. They laughed because it was hysterical. The thought of winning yard of the month was absolutely uh, hysterical. And uh, we had all these overgrown bushes and just, I mean, it was just such a disaster. And so the first thing we did is we pulled out all the weeds and we pulled out all these shrubs that had, had um, roots that just ran like the length of the garden. And we literally had to get saws to cut out uh, these roots. And in the process, we destroyed the irrigation system. So we created more problems than we had initially. And we had to get out there and patch all these uh, all these things. But we finally got that done. We planted some bushes. Uh, the kids made fun of me, but I bought these really, really small bushes. They're like, Dad, come on, you can spring five more bucks. And I was like, nope, they're going to grow. And so we planted these little bitty bushes, and they're now uh, about this tall uh, now. 
And uh, last year, Pam uh, bought a little Japanese maple and put it up there. And so it, uh, we have not won Yard of the Month. I'll come back here and I'll show the sign and I'll, I'll brag and we'll do a victory lap together. We do. But it's looking better every year, right? It's looking better uh, every year. And someday I hope, someday I hope um, we win uh, Yard of the Month. And it will be because we have shown intentionality to uh, our flower beds and to our garden. And, uh, and, I, and I hope for you um, that you have a marriage that you'd enjoy. And um, the reality is it just won't happen by accident. Uh, it's going to take some intentionality. Uh, it's going to take some intentional pursuit uh, to get there. But by God's uh, design, uh, the thing we are supposed to do is enjoy, uh, enjoy our marriage. And I hope just tonight you'll pick out just kind of one idea. You can't do all that stuff. There's no way. You'll hurt yourself, okay? Uh, so pick, but pick one idea. Pick one idea and, uh, and kind of begin to implement that in your marriage. Have a conversation tonight. What would it look like for us to be intentional? Or just for me, if I'm just going to be intentional with you, what would that look like? That would be a great conversation. So thanks so much for letting us share. Ryan, you come close down.